hopefully um <laughs> it actually fucking works i think i figured it out do you store it store it to the cloud and then you can get it download it from there yeah i did the first time but i don't know what i did the first time i guess it wasn't a personal meeting and it only like the video file was just corrupted so i could hear the audio perfectly clear yeah and it just said there was no video i said it couldn't be supported or some shit like that but then i tested it like three more times and it worked out so you could do you could do cloud and to your computer Okay. There's there's a setting for that, I think. Yeah, there there definitely is. I so. think it'll work out. If it doesn't, then it'll be audio only, but we'll still have something. Maybe we'll have to do a part two then if it doesn't okay. work out. I'm down. Okay. So I'm gonna start off by asking you how to say your name, just to make sure that I've been saying it right. Uh Zach Tellender. Tellender. Yeah. That is what I've been saying, but I never know if it was right. Man. Most people say T-Lander, and I don't really care. Like, I don't really correct people, seriously. I, I've and been called from, that my whole life. So You're from Chicago, you say? Yeah, so I, I was actually from the Burbs, uh, and then when I graduated college, I moved downtown. I was there for three years, and then I uh, moved out to Texas for a job at Texas A&M, and then... Um, stuck around college station, which is where Texas A&M is. And then I slowly worked back into weightlifting. I'd always been, uh, weightlifting. Like I was a CrossFit coach for a while. And then, um, yeah. I kind of branched off of that in 2013 and into weightlifting and it's just always been around in my life. So when I wanted to start making content, I, yeah. I always like fitness and strength and conditioning has always been so prevalent in my life that I started making content and, you know, one of, one of the commenters, it was just kind of like, Hey, here's my life type of thing. Yeah. And one of the commenters was like, you know, your life isn't really that interesting. Uh, <laughs> why, like, what are you an expert in? Or like, what's your mission? Like, what's your goal? Why are we going to watch? And, um, I actually really liked that he said that. And I was like, well, something that I actually have expertise in and like a lot of people in the, in the CrossFit world and even the weightlifting world were like, you know, they, they came to me for help with weightlifting. So all I did was like pen and paper and I wrote out like one of my first videos and then I voiced yeah. over and then put videos on top of it. People seem to like it. And, um, I just made I a video. Yeah, man, I just made a video a week for three years. I didn't that's, stop for three years. <laughs> that's dope, bro. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. amazing. Uh, well, I think it's really good that you actually, I don't know if his comment was meant to be constructive or hurtful, but I think it's really cool that you took it. And well, you, you know, it's the internet. So it's like yeah. a lot of times for people to like, they need that wall mm -hmm. to speak their mind. And when they do speak their mind, a lot of times it's they they were mad that what they saw wasn't good, so they're gonna actually be more <laughs> offensive. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and like I am sympathizing with the enemy here. You know, the the person who <laughs> who is a commenter uh, who has all the answers, uh, but will never be able to do it themselves. But I, I did sympathize with that. And, and I took something from it. Like, what are you an expert in? And what can you help people with? And, and it's like, what are you an expert in? And how is it 
how can you package it in a way that other people would be able to consume and um, whether that audience is broad or not, your depiction of it could be something really great. 100%. And, and it was, you know, for me, it was like, I just, I had some ideas that hadn't really been like on the internet before and yeah. uh, people liked it. So I was lucky enough to, with that first video, uh, it was like three things to focus on uh, when you're snatching. Yeah. Um, and I was lucky enough to have good feedback from that. Like, I think I got like a thousand views and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, at the time, I, when, I, uh, when I got a YouTube subscriber, I would get an email and it was yeah. like the coolest thing. I got like 25 emails. <laughs> yeah. So That's I was cool, like, man. I'm going to keep doing this forever and ever and ever. And it was just one a week. That was it. That's important, though, that consistency. Uh, I talk about yeah. that a lot. People, you know, they put out like three things and they're like, damn, I'm not getting any viewers. And then they don't put anything out and they complain that they don't have any viewers and subscribers, but they're not really giving anyone <laughs> anything to come back for. Right. So, yeah. And it's like, it's tough, though, like. I'll keep saying it, man. I was lucky. Like, I think everything ended up working out for me the right way. Um, I edited videos since I was like 14 years old. That was what I wanted to do. I, 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 was, I went to school for film and television studies. Mm. So when it came to like video production, <clears throat> I already had that background. Yeah. And every class that I ever took with my, with my one teacher in high school was like, you know, I had this like really awesome 15 minute video that I worked so hard. And he's like, great, make it four and a half minutes, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and so everything, I was just conditioned to make it smaller, more consumable. What words are you using? How, li how few words can you use? Kind of like that Hemingway style approach. Yeah. You know, my, my father is a, a writer. He's written tons of books. He's a sports writer as well. Um, mm -hmm. in Chicago, he's a very well-known, uh, sports writer and nationally too. Uh, and he's a huge Hemingway fan and he hates cliche. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't really like to use idioms. He just, he wants to be different, but he also wants to be very simple. Something that, something that can't be explained simply and cons and, and consumed, by a lot of people isn't worth saying to him. And so like mm. I had just rewired my brain to be like that from day one. That's interesting. Yeah. So I think maybe that's, that's something. If someone out there wants to make content, like why are you making a 28 minute video? You know, like it's true. take your, the, the minute portion where you explain something and make it 10 seconds. Yeah. I uh, I agree with that. Sometimes I watch videos and uh, I'm just like, fuck, bro. I wish he would have just said this part at the end at the beginning because I kept waiting, wondering why this video is nine minutes and then it gets to the end and it's like, do this thing. And I'm like, bro, you didn't even have to make this fucking video. You could have posted this as a text or some shit. You know what I mean? So, Well, is, is this person more prevalent? It's just random. Just... It just depends on so who like it is. I, yeah I um I'm somewhat guilty of this uh, these days but 
Like my but it's videos, different though. I, I made I made a rule where like I would not exceed five minutes. Like I was gonna I say, would... it's different when you're ZT. You know what I mean? When you That's get to a the, stage, yeah. because people yeah. want to just hear you talk about fucking anything, right? So, yeah. But, but that yeah, took a long yeah. time, man. That took a long time. I made this rule. I mean, I wouldn't have a video that's longer than five minutes for years. Mm. And then I started slowly making longer videos. And I I find right now my moneymaker videos are like eight minutes to 10 minutes long. That's a good time. Sometimes they get up to 18 if I have like something really special, you know? Yeah. But I, I really don't try to, to push that. Yeah, no, I think that's a good time. I actually, um, I would say I've, I've seen a lot of your videos and it doesn't feel like I'm watching it for a super long time. And it also doesn't feel really short. Like you said, I think like that eight minute mark is, is kind of perfect. Even uh, even though I had seen, you know, that that 242 by Ilya, that whole competition, I've seen that so many times. Uh, your commentary and you know talking about the angles and shit and it was just a perfect amount of time like i watched the competition again i'm like it's cool to see these lifts again but also you didn't just like play the lifts and them walking around and shit you know yeah I mean, it was it was yeah. it was short but it was also long enough so that it was entertaining you know what i mean so so i stole that format from this guy called john boy media I saw someone say that in the comments and yeah, I didn't man. know who that was. Let me tell you, John Boy Media might be my favorite channel on YouTube right now. What is this? What is the content? I've so never heard it's, of it. It's just he takes the, the freakiest things in any sports now, like mm -hmm. the funniest, freakiest events in any sports, and he breaks them down. Okay. So, like, and they're like, honestly, maybe two minutes to maybe like, it, most of his videos are like two minutes to five minutes long and they're so so well done and it's just are they uh, funny or is it like yes. real sports commentary they're funny but they're also like what's actually happening like mm. after the fact um there was the i don't know if you saw like the overtime thing with bowling green where they were on the field yeah like the football game where like the team was running on the field and the play was still live. Like he broke that, that yeah. down and it was like the funniest thing I've ever seen. So I was like, you know, what could I do? And and I might start doing that more. Like I want to break down like really funny strength sport things that happen like, or, yeah. or not even funny, just quirky, like weird mm. events that, yeah. that happen. So, but yeah, that's man, that's, that's how I kind of came to be. That's more or less my history. Uh, I'm gonna but, I'm gonna look that channel up, and I was gonna say earlier I don't really think there's anything wrong with like copying someone's format. Honestly, honestly, I think that's what stops a lot of people from creating content. They're like, "Fuck, this dude already did this thing," but you're a totally different person. You'll have a different perspective on it. You'll say different things, even if you copy their format. You know what I mean? You know, you know, I actually I I, I heard this somewhere, and it's definitely stuck with me. It is uh, success comes from creativity and uh, no one can say that the, no successful human could ever say that they're not creative. So even if you're a lawyer, engineer, doctor, things that people would say are not creative fields, mm -hmm. they're just wrong it, because you are doing something that everyone that a lot of people have done for a long period of time. You're a lawyer right? True. You're a doctor, but what are you doing differently? Or how are you doing that thing that everyone else is doing? 
what's making you different and whatever that is these people have learned how to market themselves i mean insurance salesmen uh real estate agents the best ones are the most creative and so they're closer to an artist they're closer to a painter you know than they are a clerk at a desk you know who's just trying to make a make a buck and uh, so that's something that like always stuck with me. It's like, yeah, you're going to do the same thing that everyone else has done. I mean, maybe you do something different, but who cares if you do the same thing? It's not like everyone's seen every piece of content on earth. Like, yeah, my thought no, process true. was like, if you're in weightlifting, like, yeah, you've definitely seen this competition before, like 100% right. you've seen it. Right. Definitely. But if you're a new beginner to weightlifter, or maybe you just like, strength sports or you like weight uh like like the gym here check this out yeah you know so i think to anyone out there who's looking to make content like don't allow that that bullshit excuse of like oh it's been done before Mm -hmm. to stop you from from going and doing it yourself you know that's good man yeah it can always be more consumable it can always be more simple you know you got to have that hemingway approach yeah. You know, Ernest Hemingway, like famously. I was going to say, you really like Hemingway, huh? Well, he, he famously had sentences like, the dog was lying there and it was cold. <laughs> you know, like like three-word sentences that like were gr- grammatically incorrect or things like that. and But they would cr- create this stark reality that just fits so well with his writing style. It was kind of the anti like i think the writers at that time like f scott fitzgerald like it was anti that it was anti the color and creativity it was the hardness and the simpleness that attracted people well so that's another thing too right um you know i guess like you don't know what people are gonna want to hear or see so you might think that everyone wants to see this thing and then you come with something that contrast that and it, it turns out that people really want to see that you know what i mean like kind of yeah. like what you just said maybe you think no one wants to read these simple sentences and then you put out simple sentences and everyone's like wow that's fucking amazing like this is what we wanted to see you know you can only really be yourself at the end of the day yeah for um, sure um you, you really can i mean that's because in the long run, if you're playing another part, if you're playing the part of someone else, it's going to catch up to you. Uh, or you'll become that person that you're playing, you know? For so, sure. So, like, it, it is difficult, though, kind of having this identity. I mean, I'm not going to complain about where I'm at. You know, I have a, a decent following and I'm able to make a living off of what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Um, it definitely gives me a bit of an identity crisis, you know? Uh, yeah. I'm thinking rather than thinking what does Zach want and who is Zach? I think, what does everyone else want? And, and, you know, that's, that's a tricky one to handle for sure. So that's why like, I like to generally, like I like podcasting and stuff because I like to talk about life. I like to talk about, what things have I learned in strength and conditioning and, and fitness and the culture that surrounds it and how has it led me to be successful in everyday life with my friendships and my relationships? How is it, how has it 
badly affect negatively affected my life you know mm. i love talking okay. about that stuff let's talk about that how has it negatively affected your life this is well, this is gonna go in a totally different direction than i thought in my head but this is great i like this that we're well, so just... so how how so like yeah i think everyone can say like oh it's positively affected my life because it's allowed me to be regimented it's allowed me to have goals like i'll say quickly how it's made my life positive and and or how it's impacted me positively and then i'll say why it's negatively positively it's like i don't miss training i just don't like i just train pretty much every fucking day and i've done that since i was 14 years old same i'm just psycho like that that's just i right so like so even if i don't eat right even if i'm up late even if all of the other shit is not there for me, which is commonly happening, guys, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, <laughs> I wake up at this time. I always make my bed. I always do this shit. You know, I yeah. fuck up on those things, but it doesn't matter. I'm training because like if I don't train, I'm going to kill, kill myself or someone. Yeah. Right now, not that extreme, but I'm going to or I'm just going to become depressed and I'm going to have no purpose in life. So yeah. that's it. That's the one thing, like the main thing for me. Sometimes, I'd say more than sometimes, actually, I will sleep properly. I'll eat properly. Uh, and I'll try to maintain the relationships that I can so that I have less in stress so I can train better. So in mm-hmm. that sense, it ends up making my life better. But a lot of the times I don't. Uh, and And that's basically why, like, I would say the negative thing is the avoidance of the self, right? It's like, why do I train all the time? And and the answer is like, well, because I'll go crazy. It's like, well, why would you go crazy without something? Mm. You know, you have to be able to, to maintain your brain without the need of anything external. And to openly admit that for the last 16 years of my life that I absolutely needed to train or else I would go crazy, that's admitting to a massive flaw. So do you you think that's a flaw though? Well, to a certain extent, yes. I mean, you, you have to address your brain without the, the necessary, the, the needs for external things. You have to. And, and I think as you get older, you might not be able to recover as fast. You might relax more. You might, you know, and, and, and maybe that absolute addiction to training starts to go down a little bit. I've definitely felt it. How old are you? 28. So, so I'm 30. Right. And I've started, Mm -hmm. I've already started to feel it like 28. I started to feel like, okay, you know, I could chill a little bit more here. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I think of, of all of that being negative is because it, it like, it's kind of this childlike wonder that needs to get squashed in order for you to be more of a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of times over time that, that sort of scared of what's inside you, that this, the like monster inside you, like that, that's being scared of it. So you have to go do things like train and party or, you know, to me and you training is like to the college frat guy who just graduated, who has no purpose in life. 
that's his drinking on the weekends and becoming an alcoholic without actually knowing it. You know, those are a lot of my friends from, from high school, you know, yeah. like, that they, uh, you know, and, or to, to someone who just like is into drugs, whatever, that's our training. Um, yeah, it's probably better to be training than to be doing drugs <laughs> and alcohol. Yeah. Right. And, sure. and so in that's, I mean, I'm being very picky here, Yeah. but, but, the man that doesn't address these things early enough on is doomed for that's sure. Why I truly believe that. I mean, I, I'm growing every day, man. I'm, I can't pass judgment on people. I've, I've done, I've made too many mistakes in my life, you know? Yeah. And uh, what scares me is being a 35 year old man making the same mistakes I made when I'm 30. And a lot of times is like, if I'm avoiding the bullshit that I do when I'm 30 or that, that I did when I was 20, like when I get to 35, like those things are ingrained into my brain. They're going to be harder and harder to break. For sure. And so that, that's really like, that's my reasoning behind like some negative things that that training has brought to my life. It's not really tangible, but it's, uh, I, I feel its presence. Okay. Let me ask you this then, because I think we, I think we train for slightly different reasons i think we do it in the same way i think we're both kind of psycho about it but why why did you ever start working out like you said you started at 14 and you really haven't missed a day since i've been i'm like the same way but why did you start though i think that might be the difference yeah so my dad played <clears throat> football like my family is very very athletic my sisters all swam um two of them swam competitively in college my dad played football in college and then played pro for a little bit and then um growing up like i only played sport like that was the only thing i cared about was sports yeah that was it that was all i did you know i would get i would go to like basketball practice and then i would get picked up from basketball and my mom would take me to indoor lacrosse and then like i would just do it over and over and over again like aau basketball like it was crazy yeah. um and then when I got to high school, it's just, I got in the weight room because that's what you did, you know, like, and I, I also liked it too. Like, man, you could feel your muscles changing. Like you can become a different, <laughs> yeah. you can become a different person. This is so exciting, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so I started training for, for that reason. Um, and then, uh, I, that kind of went through college. I loved the weight room in college, even though I wasn't even close to the strongest dude in the weight room, not even close. Yeah. Um, I love training in college. I always felt like I got along best with the strength and conditioning coaches. Um, I always gave so much effort in the weight room and then, uh, I actually hurt my knee in high school. So that's what like, when I hurt my knee in high school, I was like, I'm never going to not do legs ever again. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was pretty cool. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like, Oh, my knees hurt. I'm not going to do anything with my knees ever. I'm not going to squat. I'm not going to do anything. Cause it hurts my knees. It's like, no, my knees hurt. I'm only going to squat. Like that's it. Yeah. I'm just going to protect my knees at all costs. Yeah. So, so that's really the reason. I mean, it was just sports, just sports. And then, and then when I graduated college, it was like, man, I feel like there's still some, something in me. I don't know what it is. I still like, I, I feel like my potential is still there. Cause I played lacrosse in college and 
you know, up until that point, lacrosse was my whole life. And yeah. um, I played division one for four years at the university of Vermont, super intense. And then once I graduated, you know, I got a job in the city of Chicago and I was like, so that's it. Like, yeah. That's all I can do with my body. It was like, not even close, bro. I'm going to do something crazy. Like, so I started doing CrossFit. Okay. Let me ask you this because I, I, I experienced something very similar. My family is super athletic. I've been working out, uh, before even high school, my dad bought me a weight set when I was like fucking 10 years old, bro. Like I'd still wonder if I would have been taller if I didn't start squatting when I was like 10, you know, but <laughs> I'm from Texas, bro. Everybody lives. Like I regularly saw kids in high school bench 315 and squat 405 and shit, you know? And, um, so I played basketball, I ran track, I ran division one track, and it was the same thing. I got finished and I was like a regular dude, bro. And I was like, nah, like I'm an athlete. I can't be a regular guy, you know? So like my identity was being an athlete. It wasn't being Jalen Shabazz. It was like, yeah, I'm the guy that they say is really good at sports, you know? So I'm like, I need to go find another fucking sport. And I did the same thing, bro. I was in San Antonio. And I saw the CrossFit games on TV. This was like, what, 2012, maybe? And I was like, oh, that's it right there. I could be the fittest yeah. man in the world. I'm going to do CrossFit. And then that shit was really hard. And uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to snatch. And I was like, why is this shit so hard? So then I said, I'm going to start figuring out how to do Olympic weightlifting. because That's the only way I can be the best in CrossFit. And then that just took me on a whole different journey. But I was just going to ask you. Do you think that you went into weightlifting and stuff and CrossFit because you thought that your body had more? Or did you do it because you felt like that was your identity? You had to do something with athletics. You didn't want to be a regular person. I think um, innately that the latter, you know, like if I wasn't an athlete, who am I? But I would never admit that, you know, it was like, yeah it was always like I wanted to see my potential, but that drive could have just been inbred. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? For over years and years and years of playing sports. Like, yeah, I just have that drive to be like, what is my potential? Yeah. No, and, sure. and so that's it. Like, I just want to know, you know, yeah. like I don't want to, I don't want to leave anything on the table for, for yeah. question. I want to know. And if I don't know, I'm going to give a lot of effort. And that probably came from my identity being around athletics. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? So like yeah. they both had a place. I just, I, for me, I don't think I, w I was saying to myself, like, I'm an athlete. What am I going to do without athletics? It was, Oh yeah. No, I, no, I came I from, I came from like team sports. So that was yeah. like the, the, the tough thing. I think one of the big things that I kind of overlooked here was I came from team sports where I love them. Right. But I never played any individual sports. Like I swam for a little bit mm -hmm. and then I was like, nah, not for me, but something about training for an individual sport was such a magical, like, such an amazing feeling to me it felt yeah. like honest to god it was like for the first time i am the one who determines my outcome in every single facet and mind you 
that's an that's a huge foul like i just created this fallacy right where like i wasn't able to control my outcome <laughs> you know on yeah. all these team sports where if i didn't perform well well it wasn't my fault you know i had a yeah. team i had coaching staff no i was flawed in that way yeah you, you see like i wasn't but but to know that there absolutely is no one that gives a fuck about you and your performance was like the greatest feeling in the world. So yeah. it, I had this intrinsic drive to be like, well, you know, you can go to training or you cannot, but then you'll miss out, man. Yeah. And I don't think I had that in my later stages of my career in sports mm-hmm. and, and to nobody's fault, but my own, obviously, yeah. you know, it's not a good thing to come from a team sport and say, well, there's too many factors out of my hands, you know? So, but that was kind of where I was at. And so I just loved it, man. I, I just love the ability to be like, I'm going to go to the gym and make myself better. Uh, because if I don't, I'll never get better. And I yeah. just, and I just wish that I had more of that when I was younger. I think that's, I think that was most of our problem in, in team sports. Um, I dropped football early because I felt like the coach was fucking me over. And then later in basketball, it was the same problem. But I was never saying, like, maybe I'm just not good enough and that's why he won't leave me in the game. I'm like, man, this guy fucking hates me, bro. I make one mistake and he pulls me out, but he lets this other guy do blah, blah, blah. And that's why I eventually dropped everything and it was just only track and I didn't have anyone to blame. And I, I liked that because I, I couldn't blame anyone. I could just be like, I got smoked or I won the race, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so after that, I knew I never would play team sports again. Um, I should, I, I was young. I should have corrected that mindset. But I, I know, but like, you, you know, here's the thing too. That it's like, I would love to go back and tell myself like, Hey, you know, you're really not working. You're, yeah, not. you're not just by going to practice because <laughs> it's you're not working. You're ha- it's not working. That's not work. Mm-hmm. And I, we you know what I would have said to myself, fuck off old man. Yeah. You know? So there's no yeah. way like, it's just, I, I'm sorry. Like I just like, I, I'm a, again, I'm going to be a pessimist about this, but like if, if I went back and told 16 year old me, like, listen, you're not doing this, 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 like you think you're where blah, blah, blah. I would be like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then he'd leave and I'd be like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and so then I'm doomed to fail. So what I'm, I guess I'm a little bit more successful at 30 than I might've been when I was 16, but it's really hard to say. I think like, and I, you know, I started doing jujitsu and there's a couple yeah, I was of things gonna talk to you about that. Yeah. And, and, and there's a couple of things that I realized that, you know, I work with some amazing athletes, dude. Yeah. Somehow I, I fell into the going to this, I showed up to this gym, my buddy in Ian, Austin, right? Yeah. My buddy Ian, uh, he goes by Ian the Rhino. If you see him on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, I've seen that dude before. Yeah, yeah, he's super jacked and and super nice dude. And he and I are good friends. He came for my birthday and he's like, dude, I've been doing jujitsu. Come with me. There's this gym that my, uh, we call them professors. It's kind of nerdy and weird. But my professor said to go see this guy. So we went, we showed up. I had a blast. I got my ass kicked by a bunch of people. And then, and then yeah. I left, you know, and then I just kept coming back. Ian went back to Miami and I just kept going back. And um, they were like, you know, talking about strength and conditioning, all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, man, that's what I do. That's what yeah. I do. So like, if you guys ever want help, that's what I do. And yeah. um, 
they uh, so so I exchanged a membership at the gym for all of their competitive uh, jujitsu players to come train at um, my buddy Adam's gym. And we train in the mornings uh, like four times a week. We go super hard, but that's how like my jujitsu journey has been going. It's like one, I get a, I get a membership and I get to do this thing that I love right now Two, yeah. I get the opportunity to, to coach really good athletes. I'm talking like world-class athletes yeah like it's a dream come true i love my life when like i love this you know yeah. uh, but something i've learned is like because these are kids right i've got there's a 17 year old girl there's a 17 year old boy there's a 19 year old i mean these like young man whatever 17 year old yeah. young woman <laughs> yeah. 19 year old young man and then uh another 19 year old a 25 year old uh, and then, then the professor, he's 39, but he's a fourth degree black belt, which in jujitsu, uh, he's been doing jujitsu for 25 years. Yeah. So uh, in jujitsu, uh, every degree is three years until the fourth yeah. degree, which is five years. Mm -hmm. So he's, so it's ridiculous. He's had his black belt longer than I've been like lifting weights basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> which is nuts to think about, but uh, yeah. So, so like I've been doing this and, and these kids, right. I, I, that's, that's the main point is like, there's some of the hardest motherfuckers I've ever seen. Yeah. Ever. 17 year old. He's a, he fights at worlds. There's nothing that scares them. There's mm -hmm. nothing that frightens them. And it's because like in jujitsu, a lot of it is just like, you're on your back. You're getting smothered by someone. Okay, let's go through the checklist. Is there any pain, like 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 serious sharp pain to a joint? No. Uh, can you breathe? Yes. Uh, can like can you move around? Are you okay? Like meaning like, or or are you gonna die soon? No. Great. You're you're all fine. Yeah. Keep going. Like you're getting, you're getting destroyed, yeah. but you're telling yourself that it's all good. Yeah. Do you know how good that is for a kid? Do you know how, great. Yeah. I never had that shit, man. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, but God damn, if I did like, who knows what kind of monster I would be. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like this, like I, I, Every time, even now, I go into the gym and I'm a little bit scared. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. It's so silly, but it's like this ego thing, <laughs> right? It's this, it's this ego thing. It's like, yeah, if a guy beats me, he beats me. But still, there's something about it being like, I don't want to get beat, so I don't even want to go against him. It's yeah. like that stupid thing, that stupid ego thing that I hold on to, that if I had started doing something along those lines when I was you know, five years old or eight years old, like some of these kids, who knows what I would be today? Yeah, no, I agree completely, man. Um, I hate to say it, but winning is overrated because you could win a hundred times in a row against fucking nobodies that didn't challenge you, you know, and or you could lose a hundred times to the best in the world. And, you know, I would take losing a hundred times to the best in the world than just fucking dominating nobodies, you know what I mean? So I think I think winning like and this is great because you say winning is overrated and it's all about context, right? Of course, oh, it's not sure. overrating. Win sure. Winning is everything, though. 
right? yeah, when, in competition. But yeah, but but you're, you're but like but winning is overrated. And in, in yeah. your in the context of what you're saying, absolutely, I agree. And here's yeah. another thing: hard work is overrated. If we're gonna look at context, oh for sure, right? One hundred percent. The people that think that hard work, hard work, all this shit, it's like you're not working. You're you know what's hard putting in 10 years of work yeah oh yeah 100%. that's hard work dog you want to you you're you think it's hard work to unrack 405 and squat it for one single and come <laughs> into the gym and do it again uh, you know it's like maybe that's near your max but i would challenge you to unrack a maximal squat i would challenge anyone to unrack a maximal squat and say hey are you working hard and have them say no everyone fucking works hard you have no choice right that's it's not hard to work hard in the moment what's fucking hard is to to be there all the goddamn time i have told so many people the exact words that you just said like I, i i don't know how to get it across to some people sometimes i'm like bro you think that you're working hard and you are, but so are like a million fucking other people. It's bro. the lowest like, common denominator working yeah, hard. Yeah. yeah. Showing up to the gym over and over and over and over again. That's the hardest part ever. There's yeah. no question about that. And, and this is the thing, like winning is overrated. It absolutely is because you could win 10 times, but what if you lose 15, you yeah. know, like, are you able to win and then win in five years? Yeah. Whatever that win is, you know? Yeah. No one cares about your win streak when you were 16 years old. Right. We care about your win streak now. Yeah. And whatever that is, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I totally agree with that. And of course, people, you know, it's, it's, it's reading in between the lines. Winning is overrated. Hard work is overrated. Like, obviously those are that's not what we actually mean yeah yeah yeah. you know of course and this is why i love podcasts and discussing this sort of stuff it's like on youtube i only have 30 seconds of people's attention and they they hear me say winning is overrated or hear you say winning is overrated they're like god this guy's a fucking idiot bye (laughs) you know yeah definitely man you know what you brought up jujitsu i've uh I've been to a couple of jujitsu gyms. I'm not serious about it, but uh, if I'm ever with somebody, you know, that does it and they're going, I'll be like, yeah, I'll go. And I always say I've never done it before. And so uh, it's, uh, I blindside them a little bit because they think I don't know anything. And I always find it interesting that for at least for a little bit of time, I'm able to overpower almost anybody in the fucking gym. Now, eventually I get caught up in their spider web and I'm too exhausted and they, they tap me out. But yeah, but up to a certain point, like I remember maybe like a year and a half ago, I went to this jujitsu gym, like 30 minutes down the street with my girlfriend. And I was going against this guy who was a brown belt. And he was like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take it easy on you because you don't know anything. So he showed me, you know, some drills and shit. And I pretend like I never, I, it wasn't that I pretend like I'd never done it, but I hate walking in and being like yeah i know about this stuff already so i'm like yeah teach me like i, I don't know anything tell me what you want me to do yeah uh, yeah that's the smart that's how i take crossfit classes that's how i yeah i'm like teach me things. teach me what you would teach anybody else i'm like i don't know anything so they got me doing drills on the map i'm getting tired and shit then they're like all right we're gonna try to implement these things that we just did and uh you know i mean i don't i don't so know you start how doing much. like live drilling basically 
yeah and um i you know i'm a big dude at least i am now and nobody expects me to have any wind you know and so you know originally i grabbed this dude's forearm and he's he's trying to move it and he's literally just like he's just like he can't move his arm out of my grip and then so i see the look in his face and he's just like i'm just gonna wait for this dude to get tired in 30 seconds you know but I do a lot of cardio and I've done enough rolling that I know how to, you know, keep my energy expenditure down so that I can last a little bit longer. And I just remember this dude, <laughs> just at one point, I'm just holding both of his forearms and he's just like, I've never felt anybody this fucking strong in my entire life. And then like, we're, I'm literally on top of this guy. And he said that to me, bro. And it was, it was fucking hilarious because uh, so he was really good. And eventually I did get tired and, I literally just gave up because I was so fucking exhausted. Yes. But. So that's the, the thing like he has to, the only way for him to survive is to not get tapped by you in the first moments and to conserve enough energy to tap you later. Mm -hmm. And, and what's weird is like not many people, like I swear I'll talk to a lot of people not many people are going to be like, oh, you're brand new. Like you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to suck in the sense of like the, the overall art, like you're going to suck at it. Like, it's yeah. kind of like, you're going to suck at CrossFit because you're going to come in here and you're going to squat 405 with ease. But the 20 minute workout with like 30 calorie assault bike, and then like, you know, right into thrusters, right into uh, muscle ups like you're gonna get fucking smashed by that soccer mom over there or whatever oh yeah 100 percent. right but you're gonna be so much you're gonna be so good and so much better at the crossfitter than a lot of things because you have this basis and strength i think it's silly to think that a lot of jujitsu guys I, a lot of them would be like yeah i don't care what belt i am like there's a chance this dude could tap me you know mm -hmm. It, there's an absolute chance. So what they have to do is just play very slow and very protective. Their whole yeah. thing just has to be being very hard to submit and then just wait and wait and wait. And then once you tire out a little bit, it becomes harder because they can start taking options away from you. I mean, my... That shit is the worst feeling in the world, bro. Yeah, no, it's the worst. When, <laughs> like, my my professor, like, he just takes everything away from you. And then there's nothing on planet Earth that you can do that he wouldn't know what you're trying to do. Yeah. It literally you know? felt like when I do that shit, bro, you it move, feels like he knows I'm in a what spider web. Yeah. He he moves, he knows what you're doing, so he blocks that movement even further. Right? So now you're done there. So you look for another outlet, you do the same thing. Cause it's like Yeah, I mean the thing is there's this tiny little you know, needle, the whole, the eye of a needle, that's the whole, mm -hmm. that's where you have to escape. Yeah. And as soon as you don't make it through on the first try, which is impossible to do, cause he's so good. If you don't right. make it there, he blocks it. And then there's another yeah. one that, you know, and then that's it. You just keep doing that until he feels like he wants to submit you. Yeah. It's like the worst thing ever. And, but, but you know, the reason why I'm so attracted to this is first off, it's a new skill. You know, I'm kind of tired of using the weight room to get healthy or to yeah. get to have to, to lose body fat. Like, that's the main thing. Like, maybe not yeah. healthy in the sense that I get injuries from doing this. Yeah. 
But um, I, if I want to change my body composition, if I want to focus more on like cardiovascular health, I want to get something out of it. So I, you know, boxing, martial arts, they're fantastic outlets for that. I don't, 100%. so, so I don't know if I'm going to go back to CrossFit. Like I always have a soft spot, soft spot for it. Like if I just want to get in shape, like I'll never compete. And it's not the way that I feel about weightlifting, but as a, as an outlet, it's just not as cool or, or as interesting to me as any sort of the martial, any of the martial arts like wrestling, yeah. boxing or jujitsu. Yeah, for sure. So, That's, so, uh, so what, what is your, uh, what are your plans in jujitsu? What do you want to, what do you want to do with it? Uh, I competed and it was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, and I want to keep competing, I think. And you have a, uh, you have a big goal as far as competition. You have anything you want to achieve? No, <sighs> no, I hate goals, dude. <laughs> Why bro? It, because the only goal for me is just to be better than I was before. Like, that's it. And that's a goal. That is a goal. Yeah. So, but that's, you know, that's, there's no spot that I want to be ever. And okay. in anything in my life is so weird, man. Where do you see yourself in three to five years for, you know, th- five to 10 years? I'm like, hopefully happier, yeah. hopefully more money. But that, that to me, that is a goal. I mean, you can, I tell people to make, goals and you know put an end point and have it like very clear but if that's the way that you want to live your life you're still you're still taking the steps forward you just don't have an end point and I, I think sometimes the problem with endpoints is you get there faster than you thought you were going to get there and then you have like fucking nothing because you didn't make a plan or, to go past that or you you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel and you say this isn't for me yeah that's it. you know what i mean you're not seeing the progress. So you just go, Oh, I can check this off the box or I can yeah. check this box and be like, Oh, this is not for me. I'm done. Yeah. So, but well, I, I, I wish, think, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, you know, I, I really don't, I really have never had any goals. Like, uh, I just want to, I just want to improve at anything that I do. Like, and, um, to try and make it more tangible is really difficult, but here, here's something. It's like, I want to, I want to get closer with the people that I'm close with. Uh, like I want to, and this isn't jujitsu or whatever, but my friends who I've established as my friend, as such, I want to, I want to morph those relationships into something a little bit deeper, something more, uh, you know, more intense because that's going to be what changes my life. And that's going to be what's important. Like that's my legacy really. Right. Is like, yeah. The relationships that you foster and the people that know you. I was going to ask you that question. So, so that's one, probably the biggest one for me. And then, um, you know, understanding my own ego more and really diving inwards. Yeah. You know, I really want to, take steps to do that but that's probably the scariest one for sure that is scary okay yeah. so this is a bit of a like corny job interview question but if you had to go back you know to that 16 year old you or 14 year old you or it doesn't even have to be you it can just be any fucking kid that is like getting into training 
starting their life really because I feel like high school is kind of like when your life is starting um in, in in one sense like you're figuring out who you are and you're starting to take the journey that will probably lead you to where you are like when you're 25 or 30 or something what do you tell that kid about what they should be focusing on as far as like mentally or physically you know like about their training about how they see their training about how they see life period what do you what do you tell me oh man so again you know i i like i said before uh whatever i tell that kid it's going to be in one ear and out the other so you don't think there's any way you could reach that no well probably not no uh (laughs) you know but if if there was if there was like a tactic i would say you know i would talk to my parents i'd be like listen um your son needs help in this 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 area this area this area i would form i would outline all of it and i'd be like he's got to come with me and train with me and like i'm gonna teach him how to be a man and how to be more successful and the process that i would take would be like you know caring about what other people think uh it it's utterly meaningless and yeah. you you right now are almost all of your mind is made up on that when you're at your best this was when i was 16 right when i was at my best was when i was on the field mm-hmm. i didn't give a shit what anyone thought i didn't really care about anything i was so in the moment when I was at my worst, I was with all my friends caring about what everyone else thought of me, you know, um, creating memories that didn't last. Yeah. That were, you know, it was like, and, and more importantly, like alcohol and drugs, like go do them if you want, but just Mm -hmm. know that you won't be able to train as hard as you can yeah so you know you're just uh, here's the thing it's like if i'm standing across from you if anyone's standing across from you and you aren't training hard they're gonna beat you and they're gonna beat you they're gonna eat you up do you want that like that was the thing that that i was sold when i was younger is like don't party don't do drugs don't have sex don't stay up late because Mm -hmm. it's bad for you Mm -hmm. i don't give a fuck if it's bad for me dude (laughs) I'm 16 years old. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? I eat donuts. I, I don't give a shit if anything's bad for me. Tell me yeah. something that I'm scared about. If you tell me that I won't be able to train right for football, or yeah. if you f- tell me like, hey, like, uh, you know, we're going to bench your ass. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm going home. I'm going, going to sleep, dude. Yeah. Also, if you tell me that like girls don't give a shit about any of that, they just have girl guys that they like, like you don't have to fucking listen to anyone else. You don't have to listen to any of your friends who want to go out and party. If you, if you want to go hook up with girls, just have them over to our house. I don't give a shit. You know, stuff yeah. like that. It's like I, I had to, I did so much bullshit for other people when I was in high school, when I was little that I just, you know, to nobody's fault, but my own, I'm not a victim of this shit. Like not at all. I just, I was just a simple minded idiot. (laughs) And, um, and that's why I kept saying is like, man, you could tell me all this shit. And I would say it would go in one year out the other, but 
at some some way I would need to figure that out. I think maybe like wrestling or jujitsu or hockey or something where it's like you get your ass beat every day. That yeah. might have helped me. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's interesting. I think my dad did a really good job of doing for me exactly what you were just talking about. My dad would literally tell, like, this is not a joke. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my dad sound really crazy right now. Only probably my family and my girlfriend knows this. My dad would walk into my room every morning at 5 a.m. Because he was in the Army, so he would get up to go work out. He would open my door, turn my light on, and he'll be like, I was just training while you were sleeping. Somebody else is going to do that, and they're going to beat you. And he would turn my light off and close the door. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? He would do that every single day. But I would be thinking, I'm like, damn, some kid that's like in poverty or some shit probably is working out right now because he's trying to make it. And I'm sleeping, you know what I mean? And I, I've, I've grown away from that mindset now. Now I'm like, I can work out at any time of the day. But it used to bother me. I used to be like, fuck, I'm sleeping in. It's people out working out that are going to smoke me on the track. They're going to beat me at basketball. They're going to whatever, whatever. So I think my dad did a good job of uh, appealing to me as far as making me work hard. Because you're right. If you would have just told me, oh, like sleeping in is lazy. I'd have been like, I don't give a shit. I'm a lazy person. Now what? You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. So I think, um, yeah, um, there's diminishing returns to that, you know, to that, to that lifestyle being so rigid. And so, you know, the kid that lashes out against that, yeah, you've, for we've sure. all heard about that, but I, yeah, maybe I could have used a little bit more of that in my life. That's for damn sure. Fuck man. So what are you going to do? Do you plan on having kids? This is a super personal question. Do you plan on having kids? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't see why not. That's what, okay, hum- let's say that's what have- humans do. You know, like I always, <laughs> so it's like, that's, I mean, but that's what we do. We, we yeah. grow up, we have children, like, what, you know, so hey, I, I some always people like, don't want to have them. So I just got to make sure you say yes yeah. before I continue with the questions. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, you have kids. Yeah. What are you going to try to do for your kid, boy or girl? I- I am going to try to involve myself in their social life more. Not, and I know that's going to sound crazy. <laughs> you going to go to parties with them? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I'm going to be like, you know, my dad and I, like, it, it wasn't, and I, I don't want to be critical of him because I, I would never change anything about him. He's like my fucking hero, you know? Yeah. But like, if there was a way for it to just be him and I versus the world, like just, you know, like, I, I don't know how that would work out. I'm trying to, trying to play it out, but it was like, for me, I, again, I, I'm always going to say this. I just cared too much about what people thought of me and it really it negatively affected my childhood. It really did. Mm. And that's, a flaw that I'm not going to blame on anyone. Like I can't, that's not fair. Right. Yeah. To, to be like all the bad things I did in my life. It's just cause I cared what everyone else thought. And I wanted to be a part of the group. Like, no dude, I made conscious decisions to be a fuckhead a lot of times. Yeah. And uh, what I'm trying to understand is how can I get my kid to never do that or not be like that? And it's hard. It's, it's hard to think about. 
Cause I can't pinpoint, you know, I was like only a kid. I wasn't fucking putting a pad to paper and being like, dad, you're not doing this right. You're not doing that right. You know, Yeah. I was I a kid. The, I don't know what he did right or wrong. I, I don't know. I, I don't, th- I think I turned out all right. Right. I'm just being very picky yeah. at this point, but. I don't think he's being picky. I think, I think it's just, you know, it's just reflection. You're just trying to figure out what can you do better in the same sense that we, we do that for training with jujitsu or weightlifting or whatever you're saying what can I do better for the future? How can I improve for tomorrow? Right. So if you can do something better for your kid, it doesn't mean that your dad did a bad job. It's just like, Hey, you gave me this foundation and I'm going to improve on it. Right. So uh, I I think the same thing all the time. Whenever I talk about my dad, any of the stuff that he did, I'm like, I don't want to say that it was bad because he was doing the best that he could. And I think he did a really good job, but that doesn't mean I'm going to do all the same shit that he did for my kid. Cause I think there's some things that I could do better that he just didn't know could be done better at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think that's, that would be my exact approach as well. Yeah. Maybe just a yeah. little bit more structure, a little bit more rigidity with my father and maybe See, less I think so. we're, I think we're the opposite. Yeah, I exactly. Think, I yeah. think my dad was too military, bro. Like I yeah. just was like, it was like my, my house was <laughs> almost a prison. You know, um, and I didn't I can say I didn't care what other people thought because I wasn't a loving home. And like my dad was my hero as well. And he drilled in me from the very moment that I could think that I was me and everyone else was trying to be like other people. And they were he basically said that they were going to have identity crisis. Like he said, all of his friends when they left high school, kind of the shit that I described about myself he was like they based themselves on being athletes and being popular and then they couldn't figure life out he would tell me don't do that be good at a bunch of different stuff be an athlete be smart be whatever be your own man and you can do whatever the only part that I never really got a grip on like I said was separating myself from the athlete part like to this day bro I I don't care who it offends I'm just like bro if something happens to me and I can't use my body, like fucking kill me, bro. Like I, I know that's really I know. bad, but I'm, I'm like, kind I of in the same place, different. man. Yeah, <laughs> my, when I get injuries, when I get injuries now, it's like the same fucking thing. Like I, I, uh, I start losing this battle with who I am just from an injury. It's tough. It's tough. 30, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, I got this rib injury right now and I, I can't, you know, I can train pretty well and I can, but I'm like, God damn. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not able to find my potential. Like um, I still have that crazy drive that just like, doesn't make any logical sense at all. Not Mm. at all. We're addicts, bro. It's like, it's fucked up. It's like, I I don't know how, how else to describe it, but uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of philosophers who are like, you you know, they, they say to not find your potential physically is, is a, more or less like a, a sin or, or like um, it's like the greatest tragedy of all, you know? I, I think I agree with that, man. And I think, like I said, I think uh, it depends on the way you look at it. Like, I think the way you're describing it, it almost makes it sound bad. But when we think of like monks and shit like that, we're like, yeah, they're so fucking dedicated. Like they found fucking peace or whatever. Like they really spent all this time just, making their body and mind as strong as possible. I don't really think, I don't really think that's a bad thing. And like you said, you could be doing way more destructive shit, bro. So for sure. I think for uh, sure. Yeah. And especially for you 
for me, you know, our addiction is serving other people while we're doing that. We're helping other people get more healthy, more fit, get better at their craft. So I don't think maybe there, maybe there is some badness to it, but I don't think it's uh, as bad as you might think, because yeah, I think if you, yeah, if you weren't that addict, then we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. We wouldn't reach the people that we're going to reach with this conversation to help them, you know? So the, the two, uh, those are two things for me. It's like just physical uh, activity and just, you know, my physical body and then the ability to just talk with some level of eloquence and simplicity, but to reach like deeper levels of conversation with people. Like that's something that I crave so much, mm-hmm. you know, I'm willing to go at, to any, I'm willing to go to like any length to have that. That's what yeah. I search for. in like a, a partner, you know, is like yeah. someone I can just talk with. Yeah. Just talk for like hours with about like, anything politics whatever yeah and uh yeah that's like why i love podcasts like these dude it's like me too bro i um that was one of the things that made me so i when i first started uh being a full-time personal trainer it was about fitness more than right now is conversations like these bro sometimes my clients aren't even fucking lifting bro we're talking like this for like 30 minutes and i'm like dude we're not even doing our session like we're just fucking talking bro but i love that shit bro i get a new client and it's a totally different person than before and i get some new story about his journey in life and i hear some like totally different perspective and they might not even be an eloquent speaker they might not consider themselves super intelligent they might not be seen as super intelligent but they have a view on life that i'm like bro i've never fucking heard anyone say that before you know and this i i dude i i'm definitely i'm i'm definitely i know exactly what you're talking about i've actually a lot of times those people have like some of the most brilliant shit to say even if they don't even if they don't speak you know with like with some sort of high level of, you know, uh, uh, vocabulary or anything like that. Not even just, just maybe they're not confident with the way they speak, but they found something out. They've made their way through this life. Like, dude, anyone that can make it through this life is a hero of mine. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like anyone that can just day in and day out, wake up and go to sleep and like get it done. Mm -hmm. Like I'm fucking, I'm proud of them. And I, I yeah. have a ton of respect for them. Seriously. Yeah. You know, especially if they're not addicted to drugs, if they're not an alcoholic, if they're not abusive, if they have decent relationships with people, if people will say nice things about them, dude, they're just about they're. That's the type of person that I will have undying respect for. And those yeah. people exist like, without prevalence in our lives. And, and you know, what's funny is like, I was a personal trainer too at gold's gym. Mm -hmm. And, um, I felt that exact same way. I I, I absolutely did. So it ended up being like not therapy sessions, but just like, no, that's what it is, bro. (laughs) It is, it is, it is really a therapy session. Literally actually yesterday, one of my clients said that he was like, he's like, I feel like you're my therapist right now. And I'm like, I feel like I'm your therapist too, bro. I'm not, <laughs> I shouldn't say that I'm not allowed to be your therapist, but that's what yeah. this feels like. You know, we're talking about some deep shit, bro. Like his relationship with his daughter and shit. And I'm like, 
this is deep for a bench press session, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I'm I'm not afraid to go there with people. I'm really not. And oh, I I'm think not either, bro. I'm not afraid to go like the distance when it comes to like co- conversating with people. Like if if I trust them and I feel that trust, like I'll talk about anything, dude. Definitely, I mean, bro. I'm the same way. I used just to, like you I, said about. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I used to just lie straight up. Are about you doing what? good? Are you like, are you doing good? Yeah. Like how are things with you and so-and-so like they're good when we've broken up or, mm. you know, uh, like, how's this going? And I would be like, Oh no, no, that was nothing. When it absolutely mm-hmm. is something, you know? Yeah. Um, because I, I was just scared. I don't want the pressure of someone else looking at me or thinking about me like at all. Little did I know that that's more of a selfish endeavor than actually just telling the truth straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny when you when you do that, depending on who it is, like I'm I don't want to like brag, but I'm good at reading body language. Right. And uh, anytime my people I'm, I'm like, how are you doing? And they're like, oh, yeah, things things are fine. I'm like, that was a weak ass fucking tone of voice that you just used. I don't believe, you, you know, and then all it takes is just like a second question. And people usually, you know, spill it and they're relieved to spill it. Um I just find a lot of people don't have somebody to talk to, bro. Like, they want to say all the shit. Maybe they want to have a long conversation like we're having right now, but there's literally no one in their life that will sit down and listen to all the shit that they have to say. Bro, bro it's pretty bro. fucked up. I one time went into my DMs. I I have I get so many DMs, and it's all from, like, 14 to 35-year-old men who are just like yeah. – want to train better and a lot of them are lost like for real yeah you for know real. And they they don't know what to do but there's this one kid he's like hey man first off i just want to say like i love your channel i love your content i've been following you a long time uh but i just i have no one to talk to i started doing personal training um i'm out in the houston area because i was in college station he's like i'm out in the houston area i'm doing personal training i I got this job i got these things but i don't know what's going on in my life like i just have these this depression and the suicidal thoughts and i was like this was in my dms and like the requested thing and i go hey man like first off appreciate you for reaching out thanks for watching all my stuff like uh i'm sorry to hear all that like i'm here if you want to talk uh here's my number and uh he texted me and then i was like and then i just called him and then we talked for like two and a half hours that day and I, dope, bro. I can't even tell you his name yeah right now i have no idea what his name is i forgot it but mm-hmm. like i just remember like seeing that and immediately being like you know if he's a if he lifts weights he's a personal trainer like all this shit like fuck who am I to not give him the time of day, you know? Yeah. So that, that was something that was like, I don't know, maybe I changed that kid's life. Maybe I didn't, but it was for me, it was like, man, I fucking hope someone would do that to, for me. Yeah. You know, it's really God. weird, man. Anytime I respond to people's messages, like random people like that. And, and they're like grateful that I replied to them. I'm like, bro, like we're just both human beings. I'm just like, what kind, <laughs> yeah. of, what kind of people are they messaging that they feel grateful that I replied to them? I'm just like, bro, I wouldn't ignore your message if I saw it. If I didn't see it, it's just different. But 
Yeah. If I see anyone's message, I'm gonna reply to it just because yeah. like I'm just a fucking person, bro. I'm not yeah, yeah. That's just that's just crazy. Yeah. But that's that's really cool that you actually talked to him. And yeah, like you said, maybe you changed his life, maybe you didn't, but the fact that you took the time to do that is really cool, man. I respect that for real. Yeah, because I, I just know how much I would have killed to have had something like that happen for me. I've been in the yeah. same situation, you know, I've been in really bad places in my in my mind. Yeah. And like dude, anyone, anyone that I like remotely looked up to at all, if I had that ability to just talk to them, oh my God. It'd be a dream come true. It feels so nice. Yeah. So the fact that this kid was a fan or anything like that, I was like, it was a no-brainer. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I respect that for real. That's really cool. Man, I uh, I forgot what line of conversation led us here, but it doesn't even matter. That was, <laughs> that was some good shit, man. Yeah, man. I, uh, we gotta we gotta do this again. This is our this is our first real conversation we've ever had. So. Yeah, it's true. We always just like like shoot shit back and forth on Instagram. Yeah, ten so. second voice notes, just yeah. random messages and shit. Yeah. I don't even remember. I don't remember when we started following each other. Honestly, I don't just, know. It's just a small world. Weightlifting is just a small world. Yeah, for sure. And then, where where, where do you live at right now? I'm in Texas. I'm in Austin. You're in and, Austin. Uh, yeah. And we're having this I little Armageddon you, right now. I guarantee you that someone that you encounter on a daily basis, I know. Just because Texas is huge, but I grew up there. And like like you said, it's a small world, bro. And yeah. especially with sports, sports just makes it even smaller. Yeah. And um, yeah. Uh, if you were, especially if you're at College Station before too, I knew so many athletes that I went to school with that ended up uh, running at College Station um, or Texas A&M, but in yeah. College Station. Um, so I'm sure we probably know some of the same people. But uh, yeah, man, if I'm you're in Austin, I go back to Texas hmm, once or twice a year, and I live in my family's from Colleen, so. Uh, you know where Colleen's at? Yeah, that's like an uh, hour away. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever I'm back in Colleen, uh, me and my brother, we actually, I go to a boxing gym in Austin. I couldn't even tell you what it's called right now, but I'm 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 always in Austin. I'm looking to move back to San Antonio in the next two years. So either way, in the next couple of years, we got to link up, man. For sure. Maybe I'll come to the jujitsu gym. Oh Get yeah, smoked. dude. Yeah. These guys are killers, dude. They I are, love it. They're so nice though. They're like you know, that they're 17, 19 years old, but they speak like they're 25. Like they got this childlike wonder about them too. It's, just, it's yeah. crazy to see. Crazy. Before we finish, I was just going to say something cuz you said that they're really nice. You have you noticed that the killers are always so nice, bro, even in boxing gyms. Like the dudes well, that will really fuck you up. They're the nicest people, bro. Dude, it's uh, I just saw this is like um, you'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are they're just, you know, 
what is this skill that they have where they can literally kill someone with their bare hands? Probably yeah. never. Odds are they'll never use it. Ever. Yeah. And that's the thing is the, the warrior in the garden. And, and the last person to be the last person to, to go to up to, let's call it like a civilian type of person or, or just a random person and start a fight is the one who can fight. Yeah. Always. That's always been the case. You know, no one, this is one of the things is like, all you have to do for self-defense to, to a certain extent is learn the basics and train fucking hard. And mm-hmm. jujitsu, the reason why it's so effective is because you can train hard every day and you can spar full go. You can literally go as hard as you want. Yeah. Um, and you can't do that in sparring. In, in, no. in boxing and in, no, you definitely can't not if you want your they, brain to be healthy <laughs> they do sometimes they do like in camps they they'll fuck people up like i don't know how it's legal um and i don't know how it's you know, not good for your brain bro well it's more not good for canelo's sparring partner than it is for canelo you know what i'm saying oh, yeah, like for sure he's, he's landing live blows yeah he's landing live blows on guys and like they gotta just keep getting that like this is i don't know it's weird Anyways, those people, so like the people that are going to start shit on the streets, the people that are going to be assholes in public and do stupid shit, those are the last people that are going to be able to train. Because if those people walk into my gym with their attitudes and with their bullshit, they're going to be pushed right out or else they're going to get fucking crushed. And I'm talking crushed, bro. Yeah. Right. So that that type of person never exists. So if you think about it, if that type of person never exists in in martial arts, that person doesn't stand a chance against a martial artist. Yeah. Not ever. You know, so the the last type of, you know, it's just always that same way. It's like the, the people that are killers are always chill. You know, it makes perfect sense, bro. Every single I can probably name like. 10 different times that some dude came into a boxing gym talking mad shit about how many fights he's been in and how he's tough. And then he gets destroyed on purpose inspiring. Like they, they're like, okay, we got to shut him the fuck up. And either you're humble by the experience and you stay and you become a nice person and train, or like you said, you, you get pushed out because you're not going to keep coming in and talking shit like that after you just got your ass whooped. Um, so then they leave. And then, like you said, only the people that are not like that are still in the gym. So it's going to yeah. be a group of nice people. So that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense, man. All right, man. Well, thanks for having me on. This was, uh, <sighs> Thank you for coming, bro. Appreciate it. It was nice talking to you for the first time ever, bro. We got to do this again sometime. I'll, uh, I'll let you know, or you let me know, actually. And hopefully uh, you get that situated over there with the the heating and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I'm hoping it's up and running again, but I don't think it will be tonight. So what are you uh, before we hang up? What are you going to do, bro? My buddy, my buddy's mom has a place outside of Austin city limits. So the power grid doesn't reach her. So she's all right so okay. we're gonna I'm, I'm i stayed there a couple of nights ago i got heat here last night looks like my heat's turned off tonight so okay bro i just wanted to make sure you weren't gonna freeze to death or some yeah. shit bro 
<laughs> oh, I'm good. <laughs> All, All right. right, bro. It was good talking to you. I'll hit yeah. you up later. Take it easy. All right. Take it easy.